You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks kitty cornered and foul weather and i am here speaking to care ariel wolf otherwise known as ca wolf otherwise known as ariel wolf and she is an author a blogger columnist an animal rescuer kind of person uh, animal advocate i guess is more correct an artist ariel i can't even describe everything you do but uh, how are all of your personalities doing today <laughs> everybody's just fine Bob. <laughs> okay good ariel is the author of some fabulous books including born without a tail that was the first book i read of hers and it's follow-up circling the wagons and these are books about the animals that ariel has taken in over the years with her partner Darlene and mostly dogs, right? Mostly. Yeah. And she has some ebooks and I talked to Ariel on the phone a couple weeks ago and I mentioned her doing a podcast and I was expecting that we would do it on her I don't know if this is your most recent ebook. I guess not because you have a new one about lost dogs. That's in print and an ebook. It's called Finding Fido. It's a guide to helping people find their lost pets. It's a little bit more than that. It gives tips on how to make sure your pet doesn't go missing and what to do if you find a lost pet and if you lose a pet, the steps to take in order to get it back. You know, three to four million animals are put to death in shelters every year, and we don't think about it, but a great percentage of those animals are lost pets that people don't reclaim because they don't know where to go or what to do. So the book is to, to help the normal pet owner. It's a good thing to have on your bookshelf just in case that happens. And 100% of the proceeds benefit the Beagle Freedom Project, which is an offshoot of um, ARME. It's a animal education channel that has a special uh, segment that goes out and rescues laboratory animals. Yeah, absolutely. And then you also have another great book, an e-book called How to Change the World in 30 Seconds. Right, and uh, that book is also available in print, Bob. And that is uh, how to use the Internet to advocate for animals and how you can really make a difference in just 30 seconds a day. How do people find information about your book? Is your website the best place? They can find information on my website, which is yellowdoggy.com, and it's spelled Y-E-L-O-D-O-G-G-I-E.com. They can find out about my books there, or they can find out about them on uh, the Barking Planet website, which is BarkingPlanetProductions.com. Okay, and I should spell your name. It's Wolf, W-U-L-F-F, and you write your books as C-A-Wolf, is that right? right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. 
So when I talked to you a couple weeks ago and I mentioned a podcast, <laughs> which I thought was funny, just out of nowhere you said, oh, about the hermit crabs. And I didn't know what the heck that was about. Why did you bring up the hermit crabs? Well, I know your podcast is really about exotic pets. You know, I'm a dyed-in-the-wool dog person. You might call me a dogaholic. So that's usually what we talk about. But the past six years or so, I've been living in a home with hermit crabs. And they're pretty fascinating creatures, and I've learned a lot about them. That sounds... It sounds funny, living in a home with hermit crabs. Yeah, I mean, I envision them kind of, uh, you sort of being a boarder there. (laughs) Well, I kind of feel like the house belongs to the animals anyway. Right, right. But they're not my crabs. They're Daylene's crabs. Okay. And I'm no expert, but I certainly have learned a lot about them. And they're pretty fascinating. But the reason they were also in the front of your mind, didn't you do a blog about them recently? For I did. I recently did a blog post for Kelly's Critter Talk on Blogspot. It was called, There's No Such Thing as a Throwaway Pet. Cool. Now, do we know Kelly's URL, or should we just tell people, look, is it crazycritterlady.com? Her blog is kellyscrittertalk.blogspot.com. Okay. All right. And if, yeah, okay. And you can also go to, I think, crazycritterlady.com, which is... Which is her website. Her website will take you all over the place. Right. Okay. So there's no such thing as a disposable pet or a throwaway pet? A throwaway pet, right. And um, the reason I wanted to write it is because hermit crabs are given away at fairs and festivals. And if you go into a pet store, they're only a few dollars. And they're usually not even kept correctly in the pet store. We've been in a lot of stores where they keep them in wire cages, like you would keep um, a hamster. And they sell them really cheaply. They're often used as a first pet for children. Yeah, I had them when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah. And they don't take such great care of them in the pet store because they consider them throwaway pets. And it's a phrase that bothers me because, in my opinion, is if you're going to have a pet in your house, it is your responsibility, your moral responsibility, to take the best possible care of it that you can. And they're considered throwaway pets because people don't really research what they need, and so they don't live long. But a hermit crab can live 20 to 30 years. Wow. Yeah, if it's cared for properly. You know, they don't tell you that. And the pet store will sell you anything you want. They'll sell you a wire cage to keep it in, and that's not the right environment for them. So we ended up with these crabs when Daylene's sister bought one for her nephew, and the nephew was afraid of it because it has a great big pincher on it. And he said, Aunt Didi, will you please keep this crab at your house and take right. care of it? yeah. So there we were. We ended up with a creature we had never had before. We didn't know anything about them. The first thing we learned is that they don't like to be alone, even if they're called hermit crabs which meant we had to go out and get another one. Oh. So then we had two things we didn't know anything about, and Daylene did a ton of research on them. And they went from a little, well, in the six years we've had them, Bob, we started out with a 20-gallon aquarium, and then it went to a 35-gallon, and then it went to a 50-gallon. And then we backed off to a 40-gallon breeder tank because it had more floor space. Mm-hmm. Right. And we think that the next step is going to be to remove some panels and put two 40-gallons together. Because every time we make a habitat set up for them, it never seems big enough. Oh, they keep growing? Well, they do keep growing, and people keep bringing us their crabs. So oh. We have eight, nine, we have ten right now, and I've joked with Daylene that she should start a crab rescue. <laughs> right. In fact, I call, I call her habitat the House of D for Wayward Crabs. <laughs> we recently got four, 
and two of them were driven to us several hours across state lines from an animal rescuer who had seen our setup online and decided that the crabs she had really needed to live here. Well, that's very nice that someone would go to that trouble. Yes, but this is a real animal rescuer person. <laughs> yeah. Serious rescuer. And then we have uh, two tiny baby crabs that were brought to us by Daylene's other nephew because the kids had lost interest in them. And that is often what happens because if they're not in the proper environment, the kids do lose interest because the crabs aren't doing anything. So let's talk a minute about where they come from and why they need a special environment. The crabs you buy in the store don't come from Chesapeake Bay. They are imported from Ecuador, Australia, or the Caribbean. And they are used to a certain level of humidity and they're used to a certain temperature and salt water. And they need all of those things to be just right for them to, to grow and to thrive. And they are not, are they kept in water or half in and half out? How? You know? um, they're tree crabs. Okay. So they are on land most of the time, but they still need a saltwater pool that they can get in because they keep water inside of their shell to keep their bodies moist. And the salt has to be a certain salinity so it replicates the ocean as closely as possible. And they also have to have fresh water that they can drink. They need substrate that they can dig in that is not just sand. We use like a coconut fiber type. It looks like mulch. It's called Echo Earth. And it needs to be deep enough that they can bury their bodies completely because the way a crab grows is they shed their exoskeleton and they harden again and it, it makes them grow a little bit and they get into a bigger shell. So that's another thing. A crab won't grow unless it has bigger shells that it can get into. Yeah, I remember ours doing that. Um, I thought it was very strange to see them suddenly in a different shell. They try to make the change pretty quick, don't they? They do. Yeah. They do because they're vulnerable when they're out of the shell. And it's dangerous for them to molt with other crabs around because sometimes they get eaten when that happens. You, you mean so e weakened. even by the other hermit crabs? Yes. Oh. Yeah, in fact, we just had that happen. We had one of our smaller crabs uh, molted and these two new ones that were driven across state lines. I say it like that because they're like felons. Right. <laughs> these guys have trashed this habitat over and over and over. They're just wild crabs and they've escaped twice. They figured out how to push the glass up off the top to get out. Is it a different breed or something no. that they have a different personality? So no, it's like any pet, believe it or not, they look like such strange little aliens. They all have their own personalities. There's mm -hmm. shy ones and there's aggressive ones. And these two are just like wild animals. They're everywhere at once. They bother all the other crabs. You know, they shake them and, and push them around. And we had a very peaceful crab attack until they showed up. Is there any way you can isolate them at all? Well, we could, but then, you know, how many aquariums can we have in the house? We've already got two because we have to have the babies in a, in a little one. Right. And uh, these guys are in a pretty big one, which we're intending to make bigger. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the mouse nightmare when we had... <laughs> We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> and that was encircling the wagons, right? Right. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. I'm talking to Ariel Wolf, C.A. Wolf, W-U-L-F-F, yellowdoggy.com, Y-E-L-O, doggy, D-O-G-G-I-E.com, author of Born Without a Tail, Circling the Wagons, columnist for the Examiner, and I think the National Examiner. Right. Is that right? And, oh, she does all kinds of stuff. So uh, you're listening to What Were You Thinking? And we will be right back talking about hermit crabs. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. 
Don't go away. It's dinner time in America, where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands, like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Hi, this is T.O.D. Anderson, and I'm the host of Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We're going to talk about a variety of topics on canine behavior and training, all based on modern methods that are fun for you and your dog. We might be talking about other critters, too. So join us on Get Positive Results. We'll talk about common issues between you and your dog, answer your questions, discuss different activities you can do with your dog, and keep you posted on current canine news and products. All this on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet okay, we are back talking to Ariel Wolf, and we are talking about hermit crabs, and I've already learned more than I ever even suspected about them. You know, I, I shouldn't be saying this because I'm the person who is telling everybody that every bird has a unique personality. I never dreamed that crabs would have personalities. I don't know why. I guess guess because you look at them and you think there's not a whole lot going on upstairs. Yeah, yeah. And I guess also because they're arthropods, right? Right. And I almost tend to think of them more as members of a uh, collective than uh, individuals. But apparently that's not true at all. And I, I mean, that would apply more to, I guess, insects, if even to the insect arthropods. But anyway, so you're sort of in, uh, Crabville is sort of in chaos right now. It is a little bit in chaos, yeah. Do you, what do you think the outcome is going to be? Do you think these new ones are going to uh, calm down or just keep stirring everybody up or, or what? I, you know, I don't know, Bob. It's anybody's guess. How long have you had them? We've had them now about... Eight weeks, I think. Yeah. And no no better than they were? No. And, you know, you can really tell a lot about a crab just by picking it up and how it responds. Yeah. Many of the ones we have, we'll pick them up and they retreat into their shell. Yeah. And uh, this is something I thought interesting. You know the crab is in a proper size shell when the whole body is, can get inside and mm-hmm. then they can close off the opening with a big claw. Okay. And that's how they keep themselves safe. We have had some crabs that don't understand that. Daylene brought a couple home from the pet store because they were obviously in shells that were too small and they had nothing to change out of. And she knew that they were suffering that way. So she actually brought one home that was stuck in its shell. Oh. And, and, you know, I don't know how she knew that by looking at it. She's really come to be like the crab whisperer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
but it was in a painted shell and oftentimes they get stuck inside painted shells because the insides are painted and as the crab grows it kind of sticks to their body so um she brought this little guy home and said you know the guy at the pet store told me if he died i could come back and they'd give me another one but he's stuck in there and he was really way too large for the shell he couldn't retreat all the way inside and it wasn't doing him any good that crab soaked in the saltwater pool which he didn't have at the pet store for three days just sat in there and finally he was able to pull himself out of the shell wow. and he got into another one wow and the whole experience made him lose a leg which he grew back after he molted but you know it was very traumatic for him and it's really a wonder he survived it yeah can you tell male from female with crabs you can but it's really difficult yeah and we are continually arguing about the best way to do that yeah so we don't know what we have we've given them we've given them names but we have no idea. Are they um, gender neutral names? Or do you no, just... no, they're, you know, first we started with uh, Leroy. He was the first one. So we decided we were going to name them all similarly. So we yeah. had Leroy and Elroy and uh, Delroy and... Um, do you have a Rob Roy? No, we didn't have a Rob Roy. But then, um, and then we had Cosmo. Cosmo? <laughs> Cosmo. Wow, where did that come I from? I don't know. They were all named with Roy's and then Cosmo. And then after that, we got Gonzo. Oh, so oh. we get into little, uh, I don't know, little silliness. Yeah. Well, would you recommend people buy these or would you recommend they don't so that um, maybe it'll cut down on the crab trade or what? Well, I wish there was no crab trade. Yeah. Really. But I don't see how, you know, how that's going to stop. Yeah. So I would say not to get a hermit crab unless you're willing to really put the time in to research them and do everything they need. You know, they need to have a tank. They need to have the humidity between 70 and 80 percent. They have to be at a constant temperature between 75 and 85 degrees because they're tropical. And they have to have the proper food. Now, these guys are scavengers, so they'll eat almost anything. So you can give them fresh vegetables and bits of cookie and all kinds of things. Our crabs fight over fortune cookies. They oh, love them. Yeah. And um, they ever crawl inside? No, no, no. We break them up. <laughs> yeah. You have to break them up into little pieces. But they will, you know, one crab will take it and run with it and guard it and won't let anybody eat it because they like them so well. Do you have any videos of the crabs? I do have videos. On, I put them on YouTube. And if you search my channel, which is Yellow Doggy, Y E L O D O G G I E, on YouTube, you will find, oh, maybe half a dozen videos that show how a crab eats how they change shells. I think it even shows them in feats of strength because in every whenever we bring a new crab home, they always get involved in feats of strength to see who's more powerful. Oh. And they push their big claws against each other and sometimes they'll pick each other up. All kinds of crazy stuff. But you don't have any video of um, crabs with fortune cookies? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Keep that in mind. I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah. Daleen put some, one day she put some crackers with honey in their dish. And Leroy, who is our oldest crab, got in there and would not let anybody in the dish and would not get out until he had eaten all of it. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe what you want to tell people is to be crab rescuers rather than crab buyers. Right. I mean, are these things that someone could... could, I mean, you wouldn't run into them at the animal shelter, right? (laughs) No, I don't think so. But they find you somehow. They do find us. Do you ever find people who are willing to, in your area, willing to take a you know adopt one? Oh, i've never tried okay you're talking about controlling humidity can you do that just by putting um, a cover part way 
you know, on their environment, on their tank, and so that well, would that, that does help, but we have a something called a Havamif, which is a pump of sorts with a tube that runs into the cage of the tank, and it constantly, like, mists. Right. And then we have a glass cover, but you have to leave enough room for air, but the glass cover helps keep it, the humidity in. How and do then you, the how heat d- of the cage helps keep it humid, too. And that's what I was going to ask you. How do you heat it? We have a heater on the bottom of the cage, so it's a like a flat pad that sticks to the bottom. It's a reptile heater. Okay, okay right. You're saying cage, is it more... This it's is a some, tank. It's a tank. Yeah, like an it's a tank. Yeah. It's a crabitat. <laughs> yeah. Is it better to have an aquarium with how high should the sides be? Well, they love to climb, uh-huh. so high is good because you can put things in there for them to climb on. Oh, okay. But you don't want them like uh, leaning against the sides very close to the top. In other words, so well, that they... Well, you have to secure the top because yeah. if they find an opening, they will come out. And the, these two that we just brought in, they escaped the first night we had them and figured out that they could push the glass up in certain areas. Wow. And then the one spent two days after we weighted it down, spent two days walking across the top of the cage upside down, feeling every place to see if he could push it open. So do you have like a screen cover or a mesh cover or something? We have a screen cover with glass lenses on top of it. Glass lenses. Yeah, it's a tempered glass, so you can lay the light right on top of it and it won't break. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, You probably have to be careful with lighting because otherwise that would heat it up too much. They do need a special type of light. We have a daylight bulb and also a nightlight bulb. So these are not cheap or easy pets? No, they're not. Well, you know, people think they're easy, and that's where the whole idea of throwaway pet comes from, because, sure, you can keep them in anything and feed them whatever you want and not give them what they need, but they're not going to live very long. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people feel like that's just okay. That's, you know, that's just the way they are. That's the kind of pets they are, but they're not. Uh, Yeah, it sounds like a lot of specialized equipment then, because even the um, substrate, if you want to call it that, the bedding. Right, the bedding. Yeah, that sounds pretty specialized, too. You don't just put sand or aquarium gravel in there. No, actually, one of the things that crabs need a lot of is calcium, and that's what helps them retain their color. So the substrate, we have three substrates in the tank. It starts with a coral that is a special type of coral that has calcium in it, and then sand, which is also a reptilite sand, which also has calcium in it, and then the substrate that they can really dig into, which is the echo earth. And we also give them calcium supplement in their food. Is the substrate underwater or is it no, like No, no, it's banked? all land. It's all land, but right. is there a water area of the tank? or They the... have two pools. Okay, and are the pools raised and they go in and out? Or right, how... they're raised and they're also oxygenated, so the water's always circulating. Good grief, this is just mind-boggling. I had, <laughs> I had no idea that it was this complicated. So do they make good pets? They're very, you know, if you have things set up just right, they're very interesting. And the more you have, of course, the more there is to watch. They're pretty busy a lot of the time. I notice they're busiest when everything is just right, when the temperature's just right and the humidity's just right. Then they get very active. And um, we have a lot of shells in there, so they're always checking out new real estate. Oh, yeah. And I thought this was interesting. And I have a video of this on YouTube. Leroy changed shells one night and... He didn't want to give up his old shell because he wasn't sure he was going to like the new shell. Yeah. And very often they'll do that. They'll get into a shell for a little while and then they'll get back in their old one. Yeah. But when there's a lot of crabs, you know, other crabs can take that shell if it's empty. Right. And he didn't want that to happen. So he changed shells and then in the new shell, he sat in his old shell. It was like double occupancy. Really? (laughs) 
yeah. And then he decided he didn't like the new show and he went back in the old. Wow. But he, he took them both up at the same time, which I thought was hilarious. Now, can you interact with them? Can you take them out and have them, like, crawl on your hand? Or oh, just... sure, sure. And we do take them out. And sometimes we, we take them out and put them on the sidewalk and let them run around a little bit. How are they in terms of interacting with you? Do they recognize you or know your voice or, you know, anything like that? That I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We do think that a couple of them watch TV. Well, it's about the... <laughs> I, I shouldn't denigrate the crafts, but it's kind of the uh, perfect audience for television. Yeah. Huh. What, what show did they like? <laughs> I should say SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, yeah, you should. <laughs> but, no, just about anything. I, oh. We have noticed we turn on the TV, a couple of them will come over to the to the edge facing the TV, and they'll stay there for a while. Wow. That's interesting. And here's something else interesting. We've had other pets in the house, and the dogs have been very interested in them. The dogs could not care less about the crabs. How about when you had, uh, do you have any cats now? No, we don't have any cats right now. I'm sure the cats would find them fascinating. Okay, but dogs, not interested. Not interested. Hmm, wow. So how large do they get if you keep providing shells? I guess we'll find out. Right. I know uh, Leroy started, he was probably about the size of a half dollar when we got him. Okay, we talking the shell and crab, the whole thing, or just him? We're talking just him. Okay. And now he's about the size of my hand. Really? Yeah. So he's in six years, he's gotten pretty large. Big guy. He is a big guy. And the two that came from, from uh, Pennsylvania are also big guys. Well, have you gotten pinched before? I have not. So they just generally don't do that a lot. Well, they will pinch if they feel threatened, if they feel like they're going to be dropped. Yeah. So when you hold them, you're supposed to hold them with your hand flat. Mm-hmm. And that way there's nothing for them to grab onto ah. either. Many of them, you know, when we pick them up, retreat inside their shell. But yep. a couple of them are very gregarious. I don't know. Is gregarious the word? They hang way out of the shell when you mm-hmm. pick them up like they're going to jump out. They're extroverts. Yeah, extroverts. Hmm. Huh. Well, look, believe it or not, we have uh, <laughs> run out of time. I had no idea that there was so much to uh, hermit crabs. And, of course, we've only scratched the surface. <laughs> so um, thanks so much. Let's get some more information about you. And just, I guess, basically start with your website again, and that's yellowdoggy.com, Y-E-L-O-D-O-G-G-I-E.com. The two books of yours that I've read, I have to confess I've only read two, I can't recommend them enough to any people who love reading good, humorous, insightful stories about dogs and cats and I think the hermit crabs are in your second book, right? No, the uh, mice are in the second book. No hermit crabs. Okay, so we've got Born Without a Tail and Circling the Wagons. Those are the two I've read that are basically, those are the two extended memoirs, right? Right. Yeah, fabulous books. Just just really, really good. So I would encourage anybody to, I would say start with those, but in, depending on what you're interested in, because your book's about how to change the world in 30 seconds. And what's the name of your book about the lost dogs? Finding Fido. Yeah, that sounds pretty crucial. That, that's pretty amazing. So everybody go to yellowdoggy.com and find out all the great stuff that uh, Ariel has to offer. And are there links to your uh, columns at the examiner there? Uh, There are not. If somebody wants to look at the examiner columns, I have two. I have a a Cleveland column, which is Cleveland Pets Examiner, and I have a national column called the National Animal Books Examiner, which reviews animal books. 
All right. Good. Okay. Well, Ariel, thanks so much. Always fun talking to you. And uh, we'll do another show and talk about how to change the world in your book about the lost pets. So we'll we'll do that too. And so you're listening to What Were You Thinking with Bob Tart. And thanks to everyone for listening. And thank you to my producer, Mark Winter. And please look me up at bobtart.com, B-O-B-T-A-R-T-E.com. Look for me on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, Ariel, you want people to look you up on Facebook or just leave you alone? <laughs> <laughs> they can look for me on Facebook. Uh, the page is C.A. Wolf, and uh, I'm also on Twitter as Yellow Doggy. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, Ariel. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>